All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 360 Sports Show. I am Andrew Pizzelli. He is Christian Lauber. We've got a packed show for you here tonight. Lots to talk about from the past week in sports. If you want to join in with us, hit us up in the comment section of any of the live streams. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. And you can join us with your questions, comments, concerns, general griping, venting. There's a lot of things to be vented about uh, this evening. Uh, and uh, we will do be doing plenty of our own venting. But if any time you want to join join in the vent, get it off your chest. Or if you want to uh, bring us and direct us somewhere else where we haven't gotten to yet, you can certainly do that in the comments section. If you're listening as a podcast and you want to jump in, you can uh, always email the show. And we'll get to that email uh, later on in our mailbag segment. So um, we'll be hitting on NFL, a lot of MLB stuff, NHL season's underway, NBA season is coming quickly. Uh, a lot of stuff. We will have our hot and not segment again. Uh, I don't know where to start. I think I want to start with the good, Christian, because I feel like the bad, we're going to go down the rabbit hole in the bad. So let's start with the good, which was the prediction I made last week that the Red Sox would still be playing when we came on the show again. You almost got them. You almost did it. I was very nervous. <laughs> there was a period of time there uh, where I thought, oh, man, uh, that my that my jinx You've given me you you say that I have created a jinx. I thought it was going to get the Red Sox, but it didn't. Here they are, game three Two tonight. Offs, but they got there. Game three tonight in the ALCS. So much has happened in the past week for them, um, but I, I think I'm just going to focus on the fact that they're still playing. Which talk about a tremendous win. I mean, it's a rebuilding year. I, it really is, and now they're they're finding themselves. You know, they split in Houston by just mashing the ball um, and kind of playing their pitching right. Uh, and they're seven wins away from a World Series. I, I don't think anybody predicted that at the beginning of the season, even in the middle of the season. At best, people said, this team's a playoff team, but, you know, they won't go deep. They've gone deep. At this point, you're 1-1 you're in, in the ALCS. Unbelievable. And like I kind of said last week, let's just enjoy the ride. Let's just enjoy the ride. This team is what it is. They've got a little bit of something going, and hopefully they can just keep getting clutch pitching and you have guys hitting, for the first time in postseason history, uh, two grand slams in a game. Yeah, I mean, if anybody told me that they they picked them to win, not only against the Yankees, against the Rays, and now going to be 1-1 one, one, one going back to Boston against the Astros, I would tell them they're lying because nobody picked them. Uh, to do what they're doing right now. And they're playing well, right? You said they're still playing, but they're playing well. Um, and it's pretty incredible just based on what that series in Baltimore, they got swept there and everybody was like, okay, this is it. Maybe they get in, they're going to lose to the Rays and that'll be it. Uh, but here you are, you know, and now you're back home for, what is it, two, maybe three here, and then they back, go back to Houston? I think it's um, a 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. I don't think they do three. I'll, I'll double check that, though. But either way, you're coming back home, and I mean, look, Fenway's been great so far this postseason uh, since that Yankee game, really. Um, three straight in Boston. Wow. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, they they uh, they have three chances here. You got to go two and one. I mean, that's plain and simple. If you can get all three, great. But I with don't that, think... with this crowd, nine dollar tickets, baby. Yeah. Juiced. Yeah, I I don't think they get it done in uh, call it what five now. I don't think they get it done. But look. <laughs> 
you got your 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 three wins away, and you got three games at home. You got to take two of them. There's there's no question about it. And I think the Astros, without Lance McCullough, they, their their pitching is less scary. Yeah, for sure. And well, now you know. I mean, we'll talk about the delay in a minute that happened. I don't know if you saw that. Oh my god, uh, that is baseball in in a nutshell. Um, but overall, again, I mean, you mentioned it, two grand slams. I mean, Evaldi has just been unreal in October. Going back now to the World Series against the Dodgers when he really made his, you know, kind of mark there in that game. But just incredible that they're still here. I, I don't know. And they're and they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And there's so many guys who are just coming up huge. Um, I mean, Kike Hernandez, I, I, I don't think anybody thought when they signed him Hey, oh God, and you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be the guy. I mean, what they're getting out of him right now is insane. Um and, and it's not just insane, it's it's all time insane. I mean, this is like historic level stuff um that they're getting out of him. And like you said, the pitching. Um without McCullers for, for Houston, they're not as scary looking. Um and their lineup so, is very, very good though. Make it no is it's still very good, but very it, good. It, you don't feel there's kind of been two different approaches. I mean, you. I feel like the Sox, once you can get into their bullpen, which which they've been able to do, um, they're more they're more susceptible. Both teams are susceptible there. Yeah. Um, they are less willing, it seems, to do the hey starters as relievers, um, than than the Red Sox are, uh, and just kind of manage your best arms uh, all over the place. Um, people debated, hey, should Sale even throw game one, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of looked at it was like, you know what? It's game one. Throw him. If he gives you a gem and you win, that's gravy. If not, and you kind of just have to throw a bunch of junk out there and hope you could get a game. Now, they still could have stolen that game anyways. Oh, but yeah. it ends up paying off because you kind of threw junk and you still have a chance to win. And then you just absolutely mash and you kind of just cruise in game two. And so now... You're really set up coming back home, and I wonder though if Sale do you even start Sale again, or do you just use him now as a guy that's only got two pitches? Let's just use him as as a, as a bullpen arm. That's that's the way I look at him. I, I'd rather him do that, and you can kind of strategically play him than roll him out there for a start and only get two innings out of him, and maybe you're down three yeah. nothing. I don't know how I feel about starting him, but look, I mean if. Say you're in the in the late stages of a game and you need three big outs. I feel like Sale is a guy that you can throw out there for one inning, maybe two. Um, but they got to fix their bullpen. I mean, Hauk is kind of going trending in the wrong direction at the wrong time. But um, again, Eduardo Rodriguez tonight. Really, the guy that you look at in this series, it, it, the tipping point is really Evaldi. I mean, that is it. He is the guy in this series, the premier pitcher in this series. Yep. Outside of that, it's kind of a bunch of guys. Uh, now, Sale, I think, will be right next year. People forget he's still coming back from injury this year. He came back late, so he's not going to be right. Uh, he was good against the Orioles, which I could pitch well against the Orioles. So how much does that tell you? I don't know. Um, but overall, they just have to continue what they're doing and hopefully get the innings they need out of the bullpen. That's the worry point, especially in a game like tonight. Valdi's not available. Sale, I guess, could be available. But you have to get to their bullpen, and you gotta you gotta pitch well from the bullpen because I feel like, man, maybe you get into late season. Hauk is going bad. You have to put him in there, or they had some shaky moments in game one. 
less on yep. game two because they were up nine nothing. Which I honestly couldn't even bring myself to watch. Uh, I was at I was attending a a birthday party for myself, uh, and I I was honestly glad that I had something to distract me because up eight nothing as we were leaving. I'm thinking, oh, I'm glad I don't have to watch this right now because it I I can't suffer through just it's like it's too early, <laughs> it's too early with the way this team the bullpen especially after the way game one went with who was you know what you got out of your your bullpen. I was like, yep. God, I can't, I just can't suffer through it. You know, I can't suffer through it. Obviously, they, they, they obviously more than, you know, were capable of closing that game out. But you'll see how tonight, I mean, Fenway is going to be rocking. Fenway is going to be rocking again. Um, so this is, I think I saw something like 87% of the time when a series is 1 1, the team that wins game three goes on to win the series. Yeah. It's like 70% of the time. Yeah. Uh, so huge turning point. Uh, for this series, uh, Christian, I will ask you the question because you've got game three tonight, game four tomorrow, game five on Wednesday, game six and seven, if necessary, would be Friday and Saturday. Are the Red Sox still playing when we take to the airwaves next week? Uh, what do I do? Reverse psychology here? Uh, I will say yes. Um, I, I, I think and I hope they come through. Uh, I think the Astros are very dangerous on offense. Um, their pitching right now is a little questionable and not having the colors again. I mean, that's the guy for them. So I like the way the Red Sox are kind of they're going through the lineup right now pretty well. It's not like they have to score 50 runs a game, but these games worry me now because Look, when Evaldi's on the mound, I feel pretty good. Uh, Eddie Rodriguez, I less so because you know I just pictured here comes one to seven. The Astros might have the best lineup in the in in all of MLB. So I just picture here here comes like eight home runs in the first two innings, and that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. That's right. my short answer. Uh, I'm gonna agree. I I I, it, I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, there was periods of time this year where we felt that they. This team had the 2013 thing going on. They just find a way. It's They shouldn't be here, but they are. Um, and this team believes. They believe in themselves, and they believe in how, their approach and what they're doing. I think they've, they've still got issues. I think there's guys who are not right and banged up, and they're just find, finding a way. I mean, I, I didn't expect them to be in this spot, and... Um, it just has that weird feeling like they're still going to be playing. They're still going to be playing next week. Uh, it's nice that they compact these these series. Um, so we're both we're both saying that the Red Sox will be in the World Series, which is something I didn't even think you could plausibly say. This is just be good. And the coach too. The coach is another point. Like the Red Sox under Corin, I believe this is postseason. Obviously, it's postseason. Sixteen and five, and they're five and zero after a loss. And yeah, I think that, that's what tells you the most. The team. And after a loss, I think in total, they're eight and one out of both core stints. And the one loss was that 16, 17 inning game. Yeah. Against the Dodgers. That tells you, I mean, they, they can come back under Cora. They have, they've come back the next game. Yep. Uh, Nick in the comments section says socks and six, baby. Uh, that Kike has been unreal. And Evaldi is available tonight uh, out of the bullpen. So that is a, uh, that is what they're telling you. That is a soft uh, version of, yes, if all these available, but if we have to use them, we're not going to like it. Yeah. 
Um, that means. Uh, the core's not been afraid about saying, like, no. you know, guys plan, well, I don't want to use him here because I want to have him available for game four. If he thinks he can get tonight, if if, if Aldi's the guy that they want to go to and they think he's ready, they'll do it. You know he's, who else isn't afraid is Evaldi. He'll tell him I can go one sure. or two tonight. Well, and so. here's the and that's the thing we talk about all these guys, you know, the analytics stuff. I think core all these teams they use it, um, and and some of them get lost in it. I think Cora is a guy that the analytics might tell you you can't pitch this guy on this much rest and blah 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 in the matchup, and he'll just say no. He's if he says he's good, I'm gonna throw him out there for two innings or an inning, you know, in in a key yeah. spot. Um, forget the analytics. Um, so that'd be interesting to see. That'd be nuts. Yeah, I find it hard to believe they want to use Evaldi tonight. If they no. have to, they probably would, right? But this is not a uh, we have to use him. We need to use him. It's no. hopefully we can save him. Um, Colin in the comment section says, "I think they'll still be playing. They're hot right now. Yeah, crazy. Now the question becomes: They make the World Series. Who are they playing? Atlanta currently up two nothing on the Dodgers." Uh, game three in LA. That's tomorrow at 5 p.m. Um, I don't want to really analyze that series too much yet because uh, the Dodgers in LA. There's still a lot that they can turn around. I don't think that series is is over. Um, I do though want to hit on how the Dodgers got there, which is probably one of the most brutal officiating gaffes in modern baseball. I mean, a check swing that's not even close. Guy at home plate says, nope, he didn't go. And they want to appeal down to first base. A guy that's 100 yards away, 100 feet away, rather, probably has a slightly obscured view from a guy at first. And he says, yeah, he went. 107 win season over. On a check swing that wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. And there's no replay. There's no recourse. I don't know what baseball can do other than just put guys out there with better eyes. Some of these guys are, you know, uh, already collecting, uh, you know, probably uh, AARP uh, stipends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I'm shocked because I'm not sure if you saw it live, Christian, but. When Twitter is in agreement about something, there's a problem. You done goofed. Yeah. When there's solidarity and unanimity in in Twitter, you know you screwed up. And it wasn't even a cl- it wasn't even a close check swing. And I don't know what half the time they appeal down, and those guys always err on the side of caution. They say, "No, nope, he didn't go." And you're looking like, "Oh, he did go." Oof. Not even close. And you say he went season over strikeout looking on a check swing that wasn't even ugh. I don't know if you saw it live or got to see the replays, but that was absolutely brutal. And if not for some other things that we'll, that we'll get into uh, in the hot and not segment, uh, those guys would have been on, on on my not list. But yeah, I mean, look, I I don't think the Giants were going to win the game anyway. They were getting shut down all night. But oh no, but um, that's what's brutal is a great game ends that way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And also, like you mentioned, I didn't I did not see it live, but I did see it pretty soon after. Uh, how could you not? It was everywhere, but the uh, the call was like you mentioned, not even close. And then after the game, he's like, "Oh, from my angle, I thought he went." <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's a good thought. Maybe don't do that in the playoffs. Maybe just say, even if you think maybe he went, I would just say no, he didn't. If it's close enough, to let the game go. Like, don't get involved. 
Yeah. It's awful when that happens. Absolutely it awful. It happens all the time. Umps, refs, football, baseball, basketball. It doesn't matter. These refs want to get involved. Uh, maybe they have a winner in the game. I don't know. Uh, well, that guy's from L.A., I guess. Evidently. Betting interest. But, uh, yeah, terrible call. I, I think the Dodgers are probably going to move on anyway, but still ridiculous. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the people who say, this is evidence that we need to go to the robotic ref, have a agree. robotic strike? So you agree? You think <sighs> there will be more problems with that? Um, I don't know if I'm there yet. Uh, I do think officials have become a bit of an issue with involving themselves in games. I'll be honest, because it happens everywhere. Uh, and it's not just, you know, strictly baseball, especially in the post. I think hockey probably does it best in the postseason. Uh, even football has become kind of a cluster in the postseason lately. In the regular season, you want to get stuff out of the way. Be my guest, right? You know, ultimately one game probably will matter, but uh, it's the regular season. There's 162, 82 of them, whatever. In the postseason, don't get involved, dude. Especially in a play like that where it could be ticky-tack either way. You know, just please just leave it alone. Let the guy just get the last at bat. If he strikes out, he strikes out. But don't insert yourself into the game, especially when the call was wrong and blatantly yeah. wrong. Yeah. I mean, how would it work um, if, like, all right, so there's no longer an ump there. So we've got, like, the broadcast we get to know if a guy struck out or if he struck out looking or if something's a ball. But how do they communicate that to the field? I mean, you don't have the ump there anymore saying it. Is he, do you just have an ump actually standing there just like with a guy in his ear being like, that was a strike? Uh, it was a strike. Yeah, you probably do the robots, go upstairs, and then maybe you have one ump behind home plate. Or it's just all robots, even the players, and everybody's sitting in a back room controlling it. So then everybody's... You want, you want like a like a proxy ref there? Like yeah. Like a robot, you know, android? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> then how long before like the batter says, like, you want a strike? Turns around and just <laughs> wails on the thing. <laughs> I think Abu what I think abuse they do of is... robotic officials, you are tossed. <laughs> I think they should just have beavers control the game and just come out of the the, the ground in the baseball. <laughs> oh goodness, I don't know. We'll get into that. You know, there's a lot of questions about that. Now, Nick brings up a point. Uh, missed face mask ended the game for the Pats. Um, we're gonna get into the Patriots. Um, this is an argument. This is something that Bill Belichick has said. Let me review everything. Honestly, why not? Uh, I mean, in baseball, why why could you not, in that situation, I understand, you know, you don't want to be, you know, analyzing balls and strikes and all this other stuff, you know, every single time. But, like, you get to do it once. I mean, there's half the time they, they nitpick over all these other things and there's something to this, this disgust and there's a crazy play. If, the, if a guy wants to challenge, he gets it once. Hey, you want to challenge? You want to challenge a ball on a strike if it's like the fourth inning? Go for it. I mean, that's a situation where, yeah, you would burn a challenge on that. He didn't Don't tell go. baseball to do that. That is asking baseball to stop the game more. I'm saying you do it once. The game's slow enough as, as it is. What is one more stoppage? We have guys coming into the game warming up for 25 minutes. All right, go on. We don't on. need any more. Talk, talk, talk about that. Run us through that because that was, I. Th again, baseball, you got to fix that. A guy can't just come in and be like, Hey man, so uh, what are you doing after the game tonight? And they're just like tossing, you know, soft toss, gradually warm. It's like, no, yeah. come on. Every other sport's like, hey, sorry, get in the game. Hockey soft goalies. Toss. He's behind even, home plate throwing long toss. It's e like <laughs> even even when they have to like pull the zamboni guy off the zamboni and strap him yeah. in pads, he doesn't get warm up shots. I know it. 
So Isn't like, what crazy? is this? How is that even? Especially after the Astros clearly faked an injury to get yeah. the guy the hell out of there. I mean, he's already ready to go. So like, what are we doing here, Dusty? Dusty's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, he didn't have anybody warming. It was, yeah. it was, it was no. shrewd. And, you know, yeah. it was shrewd, but you got to fix that. You can't have that happen frequently. No. You cannot have a guy that comes into the game. Not only does the other starter just have to sit in the dugout and wait 45 minutes to throw a pitch, your batter's just sit standing in the on-deck circle, sitting in the dugout. Everybody's off the field, mind you. The Astros were just like, everybody come in. He's going to take 45 minutes. Long toss. He's got to stretch. It's like, what are we doing here? I don't care if you haven't thrown a pitch in three weeks. If you come into the game... Do you do like what 15 20 pitch warm up most get going I, I there's got to be something that they have to do about that now I guess it is technically a rule but it's a bad one especially when you fake an injury yeah Colin, Colin jumps in with a Patriots thing so we're, we're gonna hit on the Patriots here quick first we're gonna do we're gonna let's let's do the the hot and not segment let's be endlessly frustrated let's be endlessly frustrated so uh this is the you know uh, we're, we're gonna work we're working we're efforting a sounder for this um but uh, the hot and not basically since we, you know, we cut, we span a week, you know, there's a lot that happens. Uh, and you know, there's obviously, there's some, some things that rise to the top. There's obviously a lot of bad things that happen in, in the world of sports that we want to hit on. Um, and so, you know, we each can kind of pick sometimes we're going to be the same. Sometimes we're going to be different, but, uh, we're going to pick uh, things that are hot and, uh, things that are not, uh, last week we kind of jokingly said John Gruden is not. And that went very quickly. Very, very yeah. not. <laughs> he, we joked, you know, he's not right now after one email came out. And then as soon as we sign off the show, it's like, oh, here's like 600,000 more emails. And here's like another hundred of Gruden's and he's resigned and gone. Yep. Not um, a great look for Mr. John Gruden. No. And his, his career is over. You, you don't, he's not going to get a broadcasting gig and he ain't going to get a coaching gig again. Maybe some high school, right? You, you know, he could Maybe. be like, but it, nothing Nothing worthwhile. He is he's not. Gotta, he's got to work his way. If he's ever going to be near the NFL again, he's got to work his way from the bottom now. So I don't. I don't think. So. I mean, I don't think any organization is going to touch him. And plus, I don't he's, so he's going to collect his money. Oh so yeah. So yeah. they but, reach some sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge settlement. Hey, just whoosh, go away, and he'll get a little bit of cash here, and that's it. He'll just sit on that. I mean, the dude's made a lot of money. But anyway, I want to start with uh, my hot from this week, and it, it'll be an NFL one. Uh, I said last week I thought the Arizona Cardinals were my team to beat in the NFC. I spent a lot of time talking about why Tampa Bay wasn't, and not enough time about why the Boy, Cardinals. Did you? Oh my God, we can never get that time back. Bro. And not and not enough about why the Cardinals are. Number one reason why the Cardinals are they're going to have the MVP of the league, and it's Kyler Murray. He's unreal. I mean, he's been on fire to can start we argue this year. That? I'll argue that. Argue it. Go ahead. If you want to debate, we can well, debate the hots and knots. You know what? I'll just go right to my hot then because I'm going right to uh, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. This guy's improved too, and he's up there in MVP conversation. So I will uh, I will take your Kyler Murray and raise you Lamar Jackson. Well, I say what, what it has been interesting about Lamar, and we saw it in, in their win on Monday last week, uh, and so far he's getting much faster with his throws. Yep. He he's seeing windows and passing the ball into windows, not just hey we're play actioning, pop padding, pop passing to a guy down the seam or just throwing up the ball. He's becoming a passer, not just a thrower. Um, and that and a does, good one. And he's improving, right? He's improving yeah. every year. So and he's not and he still is just an absolute ridiculous Madden cheat code with his legs. So 
Yeah. No, that's 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 a huge development for them. That was a big boy game. That was that's going to be one thing I, I want to talk about the end. We kind of run through the NFL. There are a lot of measuring stick games this weekend for some teams. Some teams measured up. Some teams really shrunk. Uh, in, at least yeah. in my eyes. Um, my not for this week. I don't know if you saw much of this, Christian. Uh, University of Tennessee fans. Yeah, I saw this. Absolutely brutal. They got fined. The university got fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from the SEC. That is not a slap on the wrist. That is a very serious, no nonsense. Get your s together. Like, so there was a there was a call that didn't go Tennessee's way after replay and after review and everything, and the fans started pelting stuff on the field. Lane Kiffin got hit with a golf ball. There was yeah. like mustard containers. I mean, were these guys raiding the concession stands and throwing, like, how that even stuff got onto the field, where it was coming from? I don't think you can go to the game. You know, I don't know anybody that took their own mustard to the game, you know, and stuffed it down their shirts or whatever. Like, I don't know how that happened, how some of that yeah. stuff got into the hands of fans. Stupid. Um, but absolutely horrific and bad. Just a bad look for anything, you know. Anytime I see anything like that, now it's not nearly as bad, don't get me wrong, but at the, the, the what the hell do they call it? escapade that took place at the palace in Detroit that playoff yeah. game between the Pacers and anytime people start going crazy and nuts and throwing crap on the field or the court or whatever my mind always blinks to that because that's like the most notable one where it just went out, got out of hand stuff like that can get out of hand there's like a million people in the stands i mean it's just it's ridiculous yeah. oh i mean there was a game a long time ago it was in the early 90s i think it was a browns game where they there was still time left in the game and there was a call, and the officials made a bad call, and stuff just started raining down on the field, yeah. like dangerously. So and this is it actually was prompted the rule change where there's no more glass bottles in yeah, arenas yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, they just left, and they said that's it. The rest of the game, it's a blowout. We're just calling it the final like five minutes, just gone. Wipe it out because the officials were afraid for their lives to come back out in the field. You hate to see that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of, uh, you know, I hate to see it uh, at, at any level. Um, there is some debate. I mean, uh, Christian, you sparked the debate here. I mean, Nick says <laughs> Trevor Lawrence for MVP. That's a joke. But he says, in all seriousness, I'm taking Josh Allen. So we've got Kyler Murray. We've got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Uh, Colin also says all Lamar Jackson does is win. Crazy. Um, so you've got three guys. Uh, one thing that's all in common with those guys, they can do everything right now. They can run. Yeah. They can pass. I mean, they, they both, they're all reading defenses. They're all playing the game at an extremely high level. Um, who's on your not list this week, Christian? Who's at the top? Actually, I know there's a lot of people and a lot of things. Who's at the top? Who are we well, putting me, number one? Let me start with this, okay? I'm going to do two because I have to, uh, for my own sake. Uh, Josh McDaniels will be on this not list for the foreseeable future. So he's not coming off until I see something different. So he's at the top of so the list. So he's just a staple. So he just yeah, keep him number just, one. Um, I'll conclusion. mention it every week until further notice. Okay. Uh, and then beyond that, my knot is going to go to the New England Patriots just as an operation because they're <laughs> they've become a much different team than than we're used to. They're they're and I think people need to accept this. They're not as well coached as they used to be. They're not as well operated as as they used to be. And maybe they just don't take coaching the way they used to be. I don't know if it's new Matt Patricia in there and he. He's uh, got his finger in there, and he's muddied the waters. Uh, if he's involved on defense, I don't know what it is, but just from the top on down, whether it's drafting, 
coaching. It's just not as clean as it once was. And I think that's, you know, there's a, there's a level of acceptance that needs to come with that. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, I can't really disagree. <laughs> um, Appreciate that. So that's, that's, that's going to segue us in now to the Patriots talk. Um, I have a litany of things which we can we can read off. Um, the first one, I said I wrote the first thing I wrote after the game was no more moral victories. We said this after Tampa. You're two. You're I'm sorry. You're one and three. Should have been two and two. You're one and three. This was a big game. You played well. You lost. There's things you like. You you felt you know Mac went toe to toe with the goat. That was your last moral victory that you're allowed. From here on out, you just have to win. And everybody who's there's a lot. There are still positives to glean out of things that happened yesterday. But this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to expand myself here. This is what I'm going to say to Patriots Nation. You lost the game. You lost it. Again. Again. And this is just part of the problem with with the team overall. And so let me let me let me run through. This is going to be quick. We're not gonna, we don't have to, I'm not going to debate all these. But this was just like my stream of consciousness. And when this happens, you know it was just a bad game and you know you're probably a bad team. When there's this many problems, you can't pinpoint one thing, you can pinpoint a lot of things. Um, but here's my list, Christian. And I'm sure a lot of these are, are problems for you too. Next thing I wrote was drops. Wide receivers are not good. They're not bad, but they're not good. Whoa, they're not... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Which ones are you talking about? Because Mac Jones did not have a great game. Well, you've got the Kendrick Bourne one, which, yes, is it the pick the, six? Pa- the pick six. That was not all born. It went straight through his hands. I don't it care. I know. All... I know he's reaching out for it. Then there's the Aguilar one. And listen, it's not just this this game. You got Jacoby Myers dropping easy. There's guys drops have been an issue this year. Agreed. Um, defense could not get a key stop not one time this year. The defense played great yesterday. At no point this year have they played complimentary football. When the defense is playing well, the offense is sucking. When the offense is, is, is making plays, the defense can't get stops. And in critical situations, they haven't executed in any phase. Special teams, offense, defense. When it's come to crunch time, they haven't executed at all. And that's why they've lost all these close games. Because they're not a bad team, but they're not a good team either. Um, I wrote, Josh is not. I knew you would go there. Uh, going safe. Uh, with play calling after the strip sack, which was a big turning point, I think hurt them. Yes, the offensive line, which I said, is a huge problem. We thought the offensive line was going to be the strength of this team, one of the strengths, and instead it's been probably their most glaring weakness and what's holding them back from producing more offensively. Um, And that kind of leads me to saying, with all these other guys, all the problems on defense and the offensive line and drops, can someone other than Mac Jones make a play? And I didn't think we'd be, through six weeks, we'd be saying, like, Mac Jones needs help. We thought he had help. They spent all this money. We thought he would have help and that they would be leaning on the other people. Instead, they're really only in these games because of him. And I hope people see that. And after the licks he took yesterday and to just come back into the game 
and still make plays and still stand in there and deliver throws and say after the game, no, I like getting hit. It's fun. <laughs> this is between getting hit and like almost being put in the ground. <laughs> um, yeah. Nikhil, Harry, and other guys not lining up right. Uh, no pressure, no sacks, no real pressure all game on Dak. Um, just like I said, they're not playing complimentary football. There's times where they make plays, the offense has made plays, but situationally they're bad, and they just can't get the play when they need it. Couldn't get a stop. Third and 25, and you give up a 24-yard simple post route. What are you doing? Was How the does... slant to Aguilar that he dropped in overtime? Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. First down, he, he slant. He that ball. He's gone. He, 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 the game is over. There's, one, there's so... one man to beat, and it's a foot race at, 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 at minimum. That's an extremely long gain, and you're well in field goal range. Um, so let's see what the comment section has to say. That, that's kind of like my short tirade. Um, i got a few for you, too. But the gist is, they're not a bad team, but they're not a good team yet. They haven't had a signature win. You need, until they execute in all three phases, I honestly can't pick them to win another game against the competition. I mean, they're going to beat the Jets next week, you hope. But what good does that do you? You're going to beat the bag off the Jets. Great. Can you beat Tennessee? Can you beat Indy? Can you beat the Chargers? Can you, can you beat Buffalo? Buffalo? Carolina? Hell, hell, Atlanta? That's not going to... I mean, all these games, uh, until they show me they can execute, you can't trust them. Uh, again, which comes back to the, actually the last point. I didn't write it down. You're underdogs. Belichick, when you have the ball in overtime and your defense has been on the field for like 80% of the game and they've go given up scoring touch, go up for on a fourth. Guess what? Halftime, going into the half, a minute and a half, open it up. Try and go score. You need to. You need to play desperate in all these games and be aggressive. You can't just sit back and rest on your defense and rest on, hey, Brady will pick it up. No, he's not here anymore. You have Mac, who can make plays. This they, is especially on the short throws, he's money. Their their and mentality they, has to change. Yeah, exactly. They continue to do it, right? You had a chance at a double score, like you just mentioned. This was number one on my list. You have a minute and a half. You just called two timeouts to stop the clock, mind you, right? Your defense gets you off the field, and here you go. Now you have a chance, double score, maybe a field goal and a touchdown, whatever, and you're in business. Or two field goals even, whatever. And then you take a knee after one play. So, like, what are we doing? Same way. Uh, another key play. Third and one, here comes Brandon Bolden up the middle for nothing. Yeah. And you punt it away. So, like, what are we doing here? If you're going to run on third and one with Brandon Bolden, you might you might as well go for it on fourth down. Which I and, thought was going to happen. I said, oh, they're running it here. And there was a lot of times I thought that was going to happen. Oh, they're running it here because I think they want to go for it on fourth. So I pass it on third. Let's try and just see if we can pick it, up, pick it up on the ground. And we know we're going for it anyways. Yeah. We see that a lot. You know, hey, let's do the shotgun draw. Maybe we, you know, and they were having success with some of those little, you know, games inside and pulling guys. Not going for it. Not being yeah. aggressive. I, 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 there's a difference between putting guys in position to succeed, and then trying to keep guys from failing. I think they're trying to keep Mac from failing, which honestly is just more of a discouraging thing. It just yeah. like reinforces a lack of trust. I, I just don't think you show any confidence in your team. Like The defense was gassed. I don't think the defense felt like, hey, they're punting it because they're doing this because we're going to play the field position and we can go out there and get a stop. But the defense is probably like, ugh. And, and especially the way the overtime works, this is not regular flow of play. Like, all they need is a field goal. 
You also, have to protect the end zone up. and protect from a field goal. You're saying we got to stop them from getting like two first downs? That's a but tall you also didn't, ask. You also didn't stop them all game long, pretty much. So what do you think was going to happen after that? You gave them the ball, but two more plays for you. One, Jacoby Myers had a touchdown. You're going up 21-7. A penalty brings that back. Huge play. Then the next play, he gets drilled and loses the ball. Uh, not his fault, obviously. He got absolutely. I thought I didn't know if he was going to get up from that. Um, and then the other one, uh, it'll come back to me. We can go to the comments, but it'll come back to me. I had it in my head, and then I lost it. Yeah. So this, I mean, Nick, uh, in all seriousness, I'm t- oh, wait, wait, sorry. Uh, Colin, Josh is working his way towards absolute zero. Yet another interception that wasn't on Mac. Hard disagree, Christian. you got to catch that ball. I think he's talking about the Kendrick Bourne uh, one. Uh, yeah. Disorganized like crazy, still on the sideline. Uh, I thought he'd be out with a rib injury after that Gregory shot. Oof. Um, and then Pete and Gansett, Uh To take a longer historical view, have we just become a little spoiled by Patriots' success? Isn't this what a rebuilding team looks like? Yes, we're, yes, no. yes, 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 we're spoiled. Um, yes, we're spoiled. The problem is rebuilding teams don't go out and spend $250 million in free agency. You say, we're drafting a young quarterback. We're going to draft some guys. We're going to build the team. They signaled to everyone they wanted to compete this year. They, they brought Cam back initially. They said, Cam's our starter. They go out and sign all these guys and... Maybe they thought the offensive line wasn't going to be an issue, um, so they didn't really address it in free agency or the draft. Uh, maybe they just thought that they would be solid there. Um, obviously, that's a big overlook, you know. Um, but you don't go out and spend that kind of cash um, to like make up for your lack of draft talent and then be two and four. Um, so yes, they are a rebuilding team, and this is trending towards a rebuilding season. I mean, the thing is, like I said, they're not done. The season isn't over. They have two losses against NFC teams. Those aren't going to hurt you. It's just the fact that they're losses. Um, you start doing the math, who you got left, and who you have confidence in them beating. You're going to beat the Jets. you got to get to 4-4 four and because four, you got to keep guys focused. If you're 2-5, and 2-6, and six, one, the odds of you going on some like 9-0 run, infinitesimally small but like nine and eight could get you in the playoffs this year it could you don't know how all the other teams are going to go going to trend you know the Raiders bounce back this week good for them but they could absolutely fall apart after that um you don't know there's so many things you don't know but you got to start winning you got to start stringing together wins you got to feel good about yourself instead of saying yeah well you know we just beat up on the bad teams you're going to win five games that way Maybe. And what good does it do you if you're not really letting guys just go out and win or lose? Put the game in Mac Jones's hands and let him win or lose it. Trying to just keep him in... It's like you're trying to like do half... It, I don't know. It's like you're trying to ha- you know split the difference. We want to win, but we're also not doing all the things aggressively enough to win. I don't know. It's maddening. Place for you. It's yeah. maddening. If they just were getting blown out, we'd say, listen, rebuilding year, whatever. No expectations. They're right there in all these games. That's the frustrating part. Two two plays for you. One, Jones throws the pick six. Whether it was his fault or not, I don't know. Uh, that That's up for debate because I think Jones did miss some throws on slants. 
throughout this game. But uh, not the one to Aguilar, and the Bourne is wishy-washy. But um, he throws a pick six, goes to the sideline, uh, looks like he wants to just not be there anymore. That's it. Nope, he gets up, comes back on the field, and throws an absolute bomb to Kendrick Bourne. Now, it was bad coverage by the safety there. He overcommitted pretty hard. Uh, but Bourne absolutely toasted Diggs. Uh, oh, it was a great, play. great route. And the throw is an absolute dart. So you clearly see Mac Jones, number one, he cares. He's got some stones to throw right back at the guy that just picked him off for six. Yeah. Uh, so I love that play. And then you give the ball back to Dallas, and you have them dead to rights at third and 25. And here comes Prescott for 24 yards over the middle. It just cannot happen. You needed one play there. They're passing long on third and 25. Knock the ball down, get in front of it, whatever. That's it, pretty much. You have them fourth and 25. They need about 20 yards to get in field goal range. And you can't make a play. Huge. I mean, it's just like it's time after time. They cannot make a play. Time after time. <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. No, and that's that's what's infuriating. And it's they have they have flashes here, but they can't execute in critical situations. Which again, I mean, Colin says this mainly coaching. You things like that happen. Yes. You have to put it on coaching. Whether that's play calling offensively or defensively, whatever. Hey, I haven't seen like the all twenty two. I don't know what coverage they were running on that third and twenty five. But like normally, yes, you don't want to give up the first down. But you also in that situation say, like, we're not just gonna give up twenty four yards, you know? Get you know, maybe you play a little soft and you say, Hey, fine, complete a pass within ten to fifteen yards. If I have the play right, they had one guy in the flat covering nobody, and then obviously no pressure. And it was single coverage. No safety help because McCordy went on on a drag up the right side, I think. And it was single yeah. coverage. I can't remember if it was Jalen Mills who got torched all game long, by the way. Yeah. Or if it was J.C. Jackson, who another one. He made a couple plays in this game, which is good to see. But uh, not enough because they lost. Yeah. So. Uh, and on a day where you honestly did a good job on Zeke. You did a good do- yes. job. On, I thought they would lose this game because they would just come in and be balanced and just run the ball right over you and be able to maintain balance. Even the tight end. I thought like uh, early, I was like, uh-oh, they're going to be able to hit these play actions to him. And he had seven catches, but it wasn't like he was killing you. Dak yeah. killed you. And this is the other thing. We're talking about all the negative stuff about the Patriots. Dak Prescott is so impressive. That I mean, he, yeah. again, early in his career, athletic, mobile, a thrower. He has become a passer. He is an elite quarterback in this league. He can make all the throws. And like Russell Wilson-esque. I think he, he he throws the ball on a line a bit harder than than you know Wilson does. Wilson can kind of he's just so great with his deep ball and his touch and the yeah. finesse finesse stuff, but just kind of the same ability to to move and extend and you know scramble, not run. I don't think he really took off and ran uh, all that much. Smart. He's an injury guy, right? Right. You know, nursing. And that's what's impressive. I mean, the shoulder injury, destroying your ankle last year. What he's doing this year. Is so impressive. He's basically picked up right where he left off last year. I think um, he's better. I mean, I really think he's better. Hey, I don't know. maybe you know, eyes downfield more, trying to keep and look look for plays. I'll um, tell you what, though, after listening to the coach on Dallas uh, McCarthy there, 
Oh my God, he's a bozo. I like after the game, he said we played a great game, maybe our best of the year. You had twelve penalties for like two hundred yards, dude. Yeah, no, that's I, the I one thing cool. I think that holds them is going to hold them back. Yeah. Is I, they they honestly they tried to give that game away. They did, but I'm, a, I'm <laughs> if I'm a Dallas fan, I'm pissed that like I, I don't think you win if your operation is that like. Uh, guys are slapping Nikhil Harry in the face for 15 yards. Then you got another guy barking at Van Noy, and it's just like they're so undisciplined. I don't know if you can get through a postseason playing like that. It's just I, I don't know if there's a recipe there to win. If if there is, it's because of Dak and that offense. I mean, the offense on Dallas is just ridiculous. They have yeah. 600 yards almost. Yeah. No, that's the most yards the Patriots, uh, Bill Belichick's ever given up. That's more than the Eagles had in that Super Bowl, which was obviously just a uh, you know, a barn burning, yeah. you know, uh, affair. Um, so let's kind of talk about this. I mean, if you have any other Patriots, uh, notes, thoughts, comments, concerns, just gripes, uh, drop them in the comment section. Or if you're one of our podcast listeners, uh, be sure to drop us a line, the 360 sports show at gmail.com. You can send us your, your thoughts there as well. And, uh, we can get to those in our mailbag segment. Um, so anytime throughout the week, if you want to email us, uh, you can reach us. Um, like I said, there are a lot of measuring stick games in the NFL. I thought this was one for the Patriots. I know, like, they're not, I don't think they have Super Bowl aspirations, but you needed a win to prove that you could actually beat somebody uh, and, and build momentum and feel good and come, you know, be three and three. And now, hey, this is a jumping off point. Um, some other teams had those too. And not that they needed to prove that they, they could beat people, but hey, some teams thought that they were contenders, right? You thought you're the big boy. I said, these are some big boy games. Big boys win them. Buffalo won one last week. Guess what? The Chargers, this was a big boy game for them. They were against the Ravens, who was another contender here. But again, that's, hey, but the Ravens. didn't really show up. So, the Ravens yeah. showed you what contenders do, right? You know, I, I, believe, in, I believe in the Ravens. Um, who knows? They could not necessarily have, like, uh, uh, thirteen and four, right? You know, th- but if the Ravens are like ten and seven in the playoffs, you have confidence in them because of Lamar Jackson and the coaching staff. That was a big boy win for the Ravens against a team that had been hot. That a lot of people were like, you know, really trending up, trending up, trending up. And it's one thing to lose those games; they didn't compete. It's one, th- you know, you you're gonna have games where it's hey, it's a good game, good game. You know, a couple of plays don't go your way and you lose. Um. That was just a no-show by the Chargers. Same can be said for Cleveland. That was a measuring stick game mm-hmm. for both teams. Arizona, if you're for real, you win this game. Cleveland, if you want to prove that you still got it, you go and you knock off the team that's undefeated right now. And it, it wasn't even close. I mean, yeah. the, the Cardinals just beat the bag out of them. So I, there were a couple others, you know, smaller ones, but those were the you two wanna, ones that you stood lost. out. You want a loss that looks really bad now on the Patriots schedule? Oh, I know the Dolphins. Oh, the Miami Dolphins. What a what a great game that was to lose. They just lost to the what the longest losing streak in in history. They just ended it. Uh, good job, Dolphins, and good job, Patriots. You're the one win on the Dolphins one and five record. Right? What? How do you understand the rationale of the end of that game? You're on your own forty five yard line. It's fourth down. There's like twenty seconds left. All right, if you go for it, great. We can still go and maybe have a chance at a field. Punt the ball away. You're going overtime. Guarantee. But you decide to go for it, and it's like more than likely you don't get this, and they have a really great chance to win the game. 
or you get it and you still have a very small chance of winning the game. What is the point? It's the is like the complete opposite of like what I'm saying the Patriots should do, like be more aggressive. That is aggressive to a fault. Yep. I don't understand the rationale at all, and I'm glad they lost because of it. One, because, you know, the more losses that happen in the division and in the AFC, I'm I'm fine with uh, from a Patriots perspective. And also just because that's like you screw with the game, the game screws with you. You you deserve to lose. You absolutely 100% deserve to lose with a decision like that. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. I'm sorry that uh, you know English fans had to, had to witness such a awful display of ineptitude from a coaching standpoint. Plus, you're trying to grow the yeah. game. Those are not the two teams you should be sending to. Right, yeah, that's a, yeah. The longest losing streak in history. Yeah, that's great. We're going to London. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. We, we kind of cool to see him win. We will. Oh, I mean, hey, they've been playing better. Um, gosh, who paid? I mean, know who's gotten off? You know, there's hot and not. We, maybe we could, should create like a, a third category, like safe. You know, know who like somehow pulled themselves out of the fire la- in the last week? Urban Meyer. <laughs> I know. Every, yeah, seriously. We came on last week and just talking. Oh, and then all the John Gruden stuff, all the stupid stuff that the uh, Washington football team did to try. Now, listen, I absolutely 100% think Sean Taylor deserves to be honored. His number should be retired in Washington. I mean, but it should have already happened. You you decide now, like, days after all these scandalous stuff starts to come out. Ooh, right. now's a great time to honor Sean Taylor. It's so transparent with what their their ambitions, what they were trying to do there, um, which borderline makes it disrespectful. Um, but, ugh, Urban Meyer pulls himself out of the fire. Uh, he maybe he's the one who t- hey, do you know Turns about John around. Gruden? Yeah, you know? all right. Um, and he gets a win, so he's uh he's off the not list for this week. Um, let's pose the question, question real quick before we before we move on. We'll do picks here at the end of the show. We want to hit on a couple of other things uh, across the sports world real quick. Um. Patriots are gonna should win next week versus the Jets. I don't know. Do you think this Patriots team can make the playoffs? Can they? Maybe. Will they? No. I think no. I honestly think no at this point. I, I think, and I think the only positives we'll take out of this season is the fact that I think Mac Jones, from week to week to week, will be improving. And getting better, I don't think he'll get to a point where he's just got you clicking on all cylinders and you score thirty-five points a game and you can win games that way. Just because I think the offensive line is too flawed, um, that will be a positive as opposed to last year where you kind of developed nothing. You played Cam Newton and you lost nine games and you really didn't really build much of anything. I think realistically this year you're worse than last. I think you're probably seven. Re- Record-wise, yes, but at least you have a quarterback who I think is going to continue to progress throughout the year. And at least, you know, yeah. you have some talent locked up and you better draft well next year. Um, so long-term, I think they're going to be okay. Short-term, I think this could get ugly if they don't string together a couple of wins. Cause guys just check out. And what does that, what does that do? And it gets ugly 
it'll get ugly real quick for Belichick. Yeah. Be, being like snarky in press conferences, not wanting to answer questions. Get, great, that's fine when you're five and one and you don't want to answer questions. If you're like two and seven, three and eight, the team looked out. The crafts won't put up with it either because exactly right. they want to fill seats, they want to sell tickets. They need the Patriots to get back to being what the Patriots were the last 20 years, as quickly as possible. Last year, I think they were okay. COVID, no fans. You could write it off. What I want to see is some type of improvement by the end of the year. There's a lot of new pieces, right? Sometimes it takes two years to really... I, I hate to do this now and let them off the hook. I'm you're going to do this? Really, Christian? Look, you're going to do listen, this? Listen, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Hang on. They have a lot of new pieces here, and clearly they're not... Uh, None of them are on the same page. Now, Nikhil Harry has been here for five years, and I heard first-round picks in, like, year five, year four, whatever. They really come around and start learning the playbook. Uh, that's not the case with him. But regardless, so next year I would like to see what it looks like. And and even this year, okay, I can live with them taking the, the training wheels off Mac Jones. I can live with, you know, maybe eight and nine, something like that, if I see improvement. But I don't think they're getting any better. I think Jones is improving, right? He's kind of, but but I think he's level. He's he's not. It's not like he's Patrick Mahomes, but he's not bad, right? He's right where a rookie you want him to be. But the rest of the team, the defense is going down, and I don't see any improvement from the guys on offense. So I want to see some level of: Are we moving forward with all these new pieces, or are we just going to stay the same? Yeah, and that comes back to coaching. I think I question yeah. a lot of personnel decisions. You have two of the best tight ends. Why are we running them both on and off the field at separate times? Put them both out there. Put them both out there with Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. Maybe Nikhil Harry if you want because I think he's okay. He ain't great. Um, and and just like keep the same personnel group out there. And just like let Matt get in a rhythm throwing at guys. I just think, I mean, look, I think over the last few weeks, I think for all all of the gripes with him, I think Henry's kind of come on a little bit, but he's never on the field when I when I when they need him to be or when I look around. He makes a play every week. It seems like he's yeah. obviously helping in the red zone, which is important. Yep, you know he's got two touchdowns in, in the last two weeks. Um, Pete and Gansett says prediction: Pats go nine and eight and make wild card round. Nine and eight could be good enough. It, it honestly could be. Mm-hmm. Um, who are those nine wins? And and who are the four? Other losses. You know, you guys say, okay, we can only lose four more games and, and make the playoffs. If you lose to the Chargers and you lose to the Browns and you lose to Indy and you lose to the Bills only once, that's all AFC teams. You're mm-hmm. not going to have tiebreakers at 9-8. and eight. You're going to have to beat at least the Bills once and you're going to have to beat a Cleveland or an Indy, or the Chargers, because you're going to be nine and eight, maybe with a whole bunch of other teams, and your record in the AFC is going to be, and you're going to lose out. Yep. So if they get to nine and eight and give themselves, I hope that the Dolphins game means something. I hope that they them losing that game means you know means something because it means that they've turned something around. If if they're just all out of it and they're all they're all meaningless. So hopefully that game does mean something. You look back and say, man, if they, how could they have lost that game? I'm not holding my breath right now. But until, listen, all this stuff, guess what? <laughs> like I said, you love the game.
three. Whatever, whatever you're doing there is making the the noise hell for me. <laughs> uh, Matt Murphy, we saw how this played out for Grumpy Bill in Cleveland after jettisoning fan favorite Bernie Kosar. You got some. You got some uh, heavy uh, static or beeps or something there. Something going on with me? Yeah, on Still? your mic. And now, now it sounds like you're far away. How about now? Uh, it sounds like you're inside of a car with the windows up and I'm outside. But we can hear each other, but not well. That's weird. Hold on. Maybe manipulate. Any better? There you go. Oh. You popped back in after a few ET beeps. Technical difficulties. Uh, I love when this happens in the middle of it. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, any comment, though, on what Matt has to say here about uh, Grumpy Bill had this happen in Cleveland? We saw how that ended. He jettisoned Bernie Kosar. Are we going to draw any comparisons? I mean, do we think Bill's on the hot seat? How what would it, how how bad does it have to get for this season for Bill to be on the hot seat? Look, he just let the greatest quarterback of all time go. I think I'm I'm he's definitely on the hot seat. I think I give him one more year probably is what it comes down to. But if you're like, I mean, look, it's there's no getting better this season. You have to improve now. Um and even if you do, I still think he's on the edge. After last year and this year, if you have two par, you know, under 500 seasons, you, you should be on the hot seat. It doesn't matter. Like, sorry, I know you let the greatest quarterback of all time, but especially this year, you brought in all these roster moves, paid a bunch of money, quarter of a million dollars, and you're still going to go like, what, 5-12? and 12? Like, that cannot happen. So if you're asking me, I still think he has some has some clout, and I still think he can coach. I don't know how involved he is anymore. Uh, I hope it's more than I think because it seems like he's bringing in a lot of guys like his son and uh, Matt Patricia. And I, I hope he's still as involved. I think he's trying to build something. I think he's probably too involved. I think he's probably trying to Maybe. coach too many coaches. Yeah, that that also could be true. And I think he needs to coach one more because McDaniels certainly stinks. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I think... For me, if you're asking me, I say it's probably one more. That gives him three years post-Tom Brady. And next year is really a huge step. If they go 500 next year, I think he's done. Well, here's the thing. I think if it, depending on – it could get to a point this year. The only way he's not coaching next year is if it's really, really, really bad. Like I'm yeah. talking four, 4 and 13 bad. Losing the locker room, all that stuff. Yeah, and you look at it and say – where are we going? Bill, he would never be fired. I don't think Bill would, would be fired. I think he just No, that retired. would be a mutually part ways. I th I think he, he retires. Uh, Matt wants to know, Tell me, can someone tell me what Matt Patricia does? Pink Stripes Part 2? No, I can um, tell you what he does. He creates losing environments. That's pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he does. Honestly, I'll be honest, I didn't like his defensive scheme when he was here. Then he went to the Lions and ran them into the ground. Nobody, and and he took whoa, 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 Christian! Malcolm. Don't you forget, he has, you know, he, one of the he, greatest plays, of one all of the time. greatest play well, calls history. and play yeah. calls in the Super Bowl. Oh no, he did not say play call. He said plays, which means he thinks he that he intercepted that ball. Uh, uh, so yeah, Matt Patricia is on the list somewhere. I just don't know where it is. He I hope to stay away, right? But it's just not working for me because I think he's in there doing something. I hope it's not he, good. I hope he's not the new Ernie Adams because oh, yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, Hey, he's a, 
he's he was a rocket, you know, scientist. He would fit the mold of taking that position of, you know, crunching the numbers. And uh, if he's the guy in Bill's ear and Bill's just taking what yeah. he says and running with it. Oh, boy. That's if he's scary. the new Ernie Adams, you went from pink stripes genius to brown stripes poopy pants. I, I, like I, <laughs> brown stripes. Yeah. Brown, brown stripes from pink, on the board. From pink stripes to brown streaks. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right in in a matter of one year. <laughs> we got a mark tape on that. That's a good one. Uh, from pink stripes to brown streaks. That is the story. That's the Patriots in the last two years. Yeah. That sums it up. That sums up where everything is right now and how expectations have to be totally readjusted. Yeah, it's not good. Totally readjusted. Not good. And how long will it last? So we'll, we'll be able to talk about this for a long time. Um, quick uh, scoreboard check. Top of the second inning. No score between the Boston Red Sox and, and the Houston Astros. Um, I want to hit quickly on a couple of NHL things. This Their season got underway. Uh, hockey is back on ESPN. That is awesome. Um, I thought they did a great job with promoting it and all the stuff before the game. Um I thought I think I think they're handling it well. They've kind of acknowledged that. Yeah, we ignored this <laughs> for a while uh, after doing hockey dirty, um, yeah. and you know all, all that stuff surrounding the start was good. Uh, I hated that the Bruins weren't playing on opening night for that. It's an original six team. It's one of your biggest hockey markets. How you not have them involved? They're playing playing on, on opening night. They played five days later. That's I, what I'm I saying. I still don't understand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How are they not in the slate, at least in the first two days? I understand. Maybe, you know, schedule, team. But they played Saturday, and now they're not playing again till Wednesday. Yeah. It just, it makes no sense. That made know. no sense. Made no sense to me. Um. So, uh, any of your thoughts, Christian, on, you know, that kind of broad thing? NHL back on ESPN and... And all the promotional type stuff and, and that sort of that sort of yeah, I'll change. do that first uh, before Bruin talk, you know, just a few just a few things uh, and the McAvoy contract I want to hit on real quick. Um, but uh, yeah, ESPN and TNT, I thought both did a pretty good job, actually. Uh, the 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 music there is pretty, pretty damn good. I like it um, much better. I kind of already like it better. than Now, one thing I will say, OK, this was my biggest gripe and I think it was TNT. Yeah, it must have been because Barkley was there. Wayne Gretzky bores me to freaking tears, and it's day one. Oh, my God. Just because he played the game and he's the greatest of all time, leave it for the highlights. He sucks on the broadcast. I was falling asleep. Yeah. Now, ESPN, I will say, uh, a lot of people don't like Sean McDonough. I think he's great. I, I think Sean he did McDonough. awesome. Uh, he used to do the Red Sox games. Now he's he's actually pretty good. He has one of the uh, greatest play Fox. calls ever on Monday Night Football. Oh, that, yeah. uh, that pick six. <laughs> uh yeah squeaky there but i i will say i liked him on hockey i thought he did did a really good job and both tnt and espn overall i thought it was pretty good i, I really did now the the wayne gretzky thing just like yeah great I players don't always make great commentators yeah and they were like kind of like pushing him shoving him in your face right in the tv screen i'm just like get this guy please just just oh look it... we have wayne gretzky did you see yeah, let him be the great one on the ice. Don't don't do it off the ice. It'll just ruin it. Um Charlie McAvoy locked up eight years. Time. Like about eighty million. Uh I think it's a great contract. People think it's an overpay. 
guess what? The way he's trending as a player and where contracts are going in a couple of years, that's going to look not like a steal, not a bargain, but it's going to be a really good contract. Yeah. I'm surprised at how many people are upset at this. Uh, maybe it's just the bitchiness of Twitter. I don't know. But uh, this is a good deal. I don't understand why people are so up in arms. Now, this is the biggest contract the Bruins have ever handed out. Uh, you know, 9.5 AAV over eight years. It's a, it's a you know ridiculous contract. But number one, you get this this guy for the next eight years till he's 31 years old, basically. That's a chunk of his prime years. Uh, and the way he's trending, like you mentioned. Now, I still think he needs to execute on the ice and maybe push for a little bit more offense. Because if you're making nine, eight, nine, ten million as a defenseman, you got to do two ways. Uh, and I think he's trying to do that just in one game. You could see he's trying to, you know, push up more. But the contract is not bad. I don't understand why people are so up in arms in this. If it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I just don't see that happening. He's already pretty much there on terms of defense. He produces on the offensive side. I mean, that contract should have been maybe 11.5 if he went to market. So, yeah. you know, if he, if he produces offensively. Yeah. And the way it's going... They're going to be in that range of 10, 11 million, and you're going to have them at 9.5 for eight years. Yeah, I just they, don't, I don't understand the up in arms about this. They, they kind of like had to. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to walk, let the guy walk? No. Not yeah. Long. What do you have behind him? Carl is your number one guy. He, he's one of your cornerstones. He's one of your young cornerstones. So this was like a no brainer that they were going to get a deal done. It all depended on, you know, the money. And it's, he didn't like, he didn't give them some sort of hometown discount. Uh, he got a really fair shake. Um, hey, yep. guess that's how, that's how you keep your own players, right? You give them a fair shake. Some guys, maybe later. Hey, maybe contract number two. They say, hey, Charlie, we want to keep you. Do you want to stay here? You know, y- you gotta give you gotta give us a little, right? But where he's at with his age and where he's trending, this was this was a this was just a really solid good contract to retain. He's twenty three. Like yeah. He's 23, and he's still turning in the right direction here. And now, hopefully, this year he'll have a little more help on the left side, more sturdiness, uh, yeah. you know, more size there. So he can pinch forward. And people want points. I understand that. You know, you're got, you got to be two ways if you're going to make in the, the range of nine to eleven million as a defenseman. And the be way- a true number one, you got to be up there. But it will come if uh, if number one, he'll have more power play time now that Krug and Grizzlick are off that number one slot. But number two, he's just going to have more room to operate now. Two years removed from Chara, who wasn't really helping anything offensively. Um, and I just think the contract is just perfectly fine. I mean, I just, yeah. People like, some people like it, but I did see a lot of angry people. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Well, they're always there. Like I said before, yeah, when Twitter is unanimous, like they were after the NLDS, right? you know you goofed. You, you know you're so wrong. Because <laughs> yep. there's always going to be people negative and complaining and not liking something um, on <laughs> on that platform. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, now to the bottom of the second, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, <laughs> four strikeouts already. Unbelievable. Um, Just wait. He's playing himself into it. If this continues, he's playing himself into tricking a team to giving him a big contract next yeah. year. Yeah. That's Probably. what this is. And, hey, the Red Sox will take it. Uh, for now, uh, other NHL note I want to hit on with you, Christian. Uh, all the Jack Eichel talk uh, mm-hmm. and and rumors. Um, I want to give you three teams 
who are rumored. And I want to get your reaction to all three of them. Possible destinations here for Mr. Eichel out of Buffalo. L.A., Calgary, and ho-hum, Tampa Bay. Throw up. That would be, I think, gross. I think, I think, like, the way David Stern would step in and, like, just veto moves in the NBA, that move should be vetoed. <laughs> because guess what? Kucherov, I guess, he, he's got an MCL issue. He could miss. Oh, surprise, Ooh, surprise. He could Here miss the year. Again. Yeah. You can't let that happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's going to miss the year. He's going to go on uh, IR where you can spend his money. Then you're going to get Eichel for the playoffs. And here comes Kucherov. He's fully healthy. Yeah. Here they go again. Yep. Because they didn't fix that loophole. Nothing's changed. That loophole is wide open. Yep. Classic. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. If He he can't go to Tampa Bay. I'll, I honestly would hope that they wouldn't even let it. But if it happens, that's just ridiculous i still think vegas is on the list number one but uh yeah if he goes to tampa bay i i don't know what i do do i still watch the sport at that point it's like the warriors all over again you do there's no way it can't i probably do yeah but that's just it's just ridiculous you can't you know the rich get richer here it's just like veto that one david stern style i agree do you think there's any possible way? And I know there hasn't, you know, the rumors aren't big enough. Is there any way the Bruins could somehow get into this discussion, or is it just the numbers and assets just aren't going to work? And it's honestly not even going to. What you'd have to give up to get there doesn't help you, anyways. Uh, probably the latter, but I would like to see it happen because I don't know how much Bergeron has left and the depth there at center position. I don't know how good Studnik is, so. I would like to see it happen. Will it? Uh, I, I think it's a long shot at this point. You're going to have to pay him so much money that it's just, I don't think they do it. Yeah. All right. You have, you have Brad Marchand. Just one final thought. You have Brad Marchand at like 6.25 or something like that. And he's one of the best players in the NHL. Like literally nobody ever thought Brad Marchand would be a top five NHL player. He's there and he's making like 6 million. Yeah. He could easily make eight, nine. I mean, it's just like ridiculous. All right, Christian, it is time. Dun, 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 dun. We're going to do week seven picks. We'll run through them here to close fire style. out the show. And I'll actually have... we do last week? Do, 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 do. That's why I'm actually going to tabulate. I had a couple losses there. I took the stupid Patriots. Why did I, I do that? I'm going to tabulate those right now. Da-da-da. Idiot. Idiot takes the Patriots. Uh, well, I took the the Washington football team, so good choice. Fair is fair. Um, I'm trying to remember yesterday, Minnesota or Carolina? Who won that game? Minnesota. We both had Carolina. Uh, you took the Chargers. Minnesota out of nowhere uh, on a final play, touchdown in the corner of the end zone. Dallas. Boop. Ah, oh, Seattle Pittsburgh. That was a goofy ending to that game. I took Pittsburgh, didn't I? You did. Uh, so let's let's add this well, that's up. That's one anyway. I took let's, the freaking Patriots. Let's add it up. Uh, nine and nine. We end up breaking even, and we okay, both picked we both picked Buffalo tonight. So, all righty. Let's I'll take uh, it. You ready to go? Let's let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let me let's get let's let's here. let's spit some hot kashi. All right. <laughs> all right. Denver at Cleveland. Yuck. Man, 
Is Never Baker gonna, is Baker gonna play? Like, what's the deal? Like, is that was that just a show? Was that the Paul Pierce? You know, I've got know. the the gauze over my face, can't talk. Like, he was wearing a sling yesterday. Is he maybe hurt? Is he gonna miss a game? Like, I don't think he'd show up in a. I don't think you show up in a sling and then like are just fine a week later. Yeah, I don't think they said. I, I don't even know who the hell to pick. I think Denver's kind of sucked the last few weeks now. Um, Let's see two. Man. Oh, he's seeking a second opinion. Let's see what the deal is here. Da 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 da. He's uh, hurt. Add paywall. Never mind. I don't want to look. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna pick Denver, just because Cleveland, like OBJ, is uh hurt, and there's guys talking about. I think that's a that's a situation with a team that I think came in had a had expectations. I think had the talent to follow through. Came into the year as if like they're going to the Super Bowl, yeah. And they haven't won any of their big games, so I think this could be like the unfolding point where they fall apart. I'm picking Denver. I just don't like it. Mayfield's banged up. Denver. I'm going Cleveland. Yeah, I don't like it, but you know what? I think Case Keenum gets it done. Watch out. <laughs> All right, next. Next is Washington. Here's your chance to pick Washington, right? Easy week for them. Washington at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay. I can't. I didn't get you with that one. No. Damn it. I'm going Green Bay as well. Yeah. Uh, is Aaron Kate... Rodgers going to yell at the Washington fans? I oh, effing yeah. own you yeah. my whole life. <laughs> he's kind of like come out of nowhere, right? After week one, we're like, he's he's done, right? He's well, done like... in Green Bay. That's it. Now he's like, I don't know. Maybe he just wanted, like you said last week, maybe he just wanted one more week of vacation and, you know, yeah, he called true. off his uh, his impersonator there and uh, now he's back. It's the real Aaron Rodgers. He didn't want to make a trip to New Orleans. I, I don't know. <laughs> or wherever they were. I don't even know where they were playing that week. But All right, moving on. KC at Tennessee. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. KC won, but I'm still not impressed. They're getting beat up too. Yeah, they are, yeah. They're getting really beat up. Uh, I'm gonna pick Tennessee. Um, you know, I, I, I think somehow this this is the type of game here for Kansas City. They win this game, they start to put themselves back on track. Um, but this is gonna be a very very difficult game for them in Tennessee. I mean, <laughs> they could just get steamrolled right by Derrick yeah. Henry. Um, that defense didn't prove anything uh, last week, so. Uh, Tennessee. Kansas City. I'm not buying what you're selling. Kansas City. Are you ever? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Uh, it wouldn't be fun if I did. Uh, then we go Atlanta at Miami. Atlanta at Miami. I don't think I can ever pick Miami again after Sunday. There's people calling for Brian Flores to be fired. Yeah, I know which maybe, I, maybe that's a good thing. Tell them to come back here. True. I didn't even think about that from a Patriots yeah. perspective. Um, I think that guy could coach. I don't know what, I don't know what's going on. I mean, but the thing is though, that could get ugly quick. I mean, again, like, I don't know if they lose faith, if, if, if management loses faith in him, then they're going to let him go because they have all these assets. And if you just decide that I don't want this guy picking players and building my team, yeah, out you go really quick. Um, and yeah, I'm going to pick Atlanta, um, just cause Miami is unpickable. <laughs> yep. Same. Absolutely unpickable. 
All right. Sorry. Moving on. New York Jets at New England. Will the Patriots win a home game this year? I have my doubts. Um, I think every game here is going to be a dogfight for the Patriots, I think. Until until otherwise, I don't care that they already beat the, the Jets once and, and you know, Zach Wilson threw your four picks. Guess what? He threw your four picks and you kicked like four field goals out of it. Yeah. So uh, I don't think he's going to throw you four picks again. So I think you're going to be in a dogfight. Um, and maybe they can, you know, execute in some critical situations. This is going to be a, 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 a tough game, I think. Until the Patriots prove they're not a mediocre team, that they could be a good team, every game is tough, and you have to play aggressive. Patriots cannot play like, oh, you know, we're the favorites, and we can just go to half and come out in the second. No, you have to be aggressive all over the place. I'm picking them because I can't pick the Jets, but this by no means is a lock. Now you can't pick the Jets. What what the heck has happened to you? Uh, I, I picked going... them last week. <laughs> yeah, everybody did. Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going New England. Yeah, this will probably be the last week I pick the Patriots, so I'm going to enjoy this one. <laughs> You'll enjoy picking it. You might not enjoy the game if it goes yeah, the other probably way. Probably not that. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Carolina at Giants. Carolina. I can't yeah, pick, can't pick the Giants. Another situation where, you know, Joe Judge I don't think is long for uh, a head coaching position, but the Maras just don't make rash decisions. They're never, ever going to let a guy go this soon. Um, but New York's just heading towards already thinking about vacation. Yeah, I refuse to pick a New York team. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Ooh, division game. Uh, I'm impressed what the Bengals have been able to do. Um, the, the Jamar Chase and Burrow, uh, connection has been awesome. Yeah. Um, man, Baltimore proved they were big boys. Oh, can, are the Bengals big boys? Do we think that they're big boys? I don't no. think they are. Um, I hope this is a good game. Um, but I, I gotta pick Baltimore here. Um, if since he wins this, that's, that's a statement. Huge um, game. And not just a statement for the Bengals, but a statement on the NFL that this year is kind of just all over the place with who's going to win each week. So, Baltimore. But hopefully Boston it's Red good. Boston Red Sox have taken the lead, by the way. Aha. Uh -huh. um, single. Bases were loaded. A couple of walks and then uh, Not a grand Vasquez. slam? Vasquez single to right. Wow. One all out. Right. All right, moving on. That game will still be going in five hours, so we'll we we don't we'll be we, don't, we don't need to rush. <laughs> uh, Philly at Vegas. Ah man, two teams I now. Hate, I just every time I, I pick Vegas, I freaking lose. They they stink when I pick them. Every every time you pick them, they win. Well, you picked them last week and they won. Did I? No, yeah. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I picked the other team. Uh, well, we we picked these games before Gruden got fired, and I would have if I had my the ability to, I totally would have changed that pick, and then would have suffered for it. Um, I thought coming into that game is like this could go one of two ways: the Raiders like rally and they win this game, or they completely just lay down and just let themselves get run over. Yeah. Um, they won the game. Does that continue, or was that the emotional high? 
and now reality sets in after you know a whole week with the interim coaching staff um in vegas i'm still gonna take them but i don't like it whatsoever i also think philly is stupid so it's hard to pick them yeah that is for sure i'm gonna take uh vegas as well still like them as a home team and they're such a weird team that like one one week they light it up and then the next they stink so i don't know I'm going with them. Next, Detroit. All right, we can spend maybe 0.1 seconds on this. Detroit at Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> Jared Goff is going to come into L.A. and show them why they traded him. <laughs> uh, yep. Rams. Couldn't agree more. Next. Uh, oh, actually, no, wait. Let's circle back for one second. Does Dan Campbell cry after this game again? What's what's the money line on that? <laughs> does 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 he what, what does Dan Campbell do post game? I just hope they actually lose on like another like sixty yard field goal. That I think that's after actually... that that cry, I think he had a good cry. Now I think he just starts flipping podiums. So oh, he starts getting angry. He yeah, bites yeah. off a reporter's kneecap. Yeah, there you go. Yep, and then all, right. we, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> all right, uh, two nothing Red Sox. Anyway, Woo! moving on. You, oh, this one is another one. Point one seconds. Houston at Arizona. Yeah. I'm gonna pick the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh red birds fly. Moving on. Chicago at Tampa Bay. I'm going Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's that's all the extra rest for for the Bucks. Who honestly, I mean we didn't we didn't really talk about this. I thought, you know, had some some a little bit of mismanagement of that game versus the Eagles. Um and, and the Eagles, if not for some of their own mistakes. Could have gotten back in it. It's like they knew the spread. I loved how they went for two. Uh, means Tom Brady is 0-11 in his last 11 primetime games versus the spread. Does means nothing for him. Just an odd quirk that that's happened. Yeah. Um, and But Philly Philly could have had, had, had a chance to win that game, um, which is kind of how Philly's been this year. Philly, honestly, very similar to the Patriots. In all these games, if it wasn't for their own you know, situational mistakes on all phases at different times in every game. There's a little something different, um, but they they just can't get out of their own way a little bit. Um, Philly and the Patriots, very, very similar situations right now. Uh, second year versus rookie quarterback, Alabama quarterbacks. Um, but, yeah, anyway, Tampa versus Chicago. That's not even going to be close. Yeah. Indy at San Fran. This is an interesting one. Two teams that, like, thought they'd be better, but both have sucked. Um, Jimmy going to play this week? I don't know. Probably not. Um, I'm I'm going to go Indy. Wentz, Wentz, has Wentz has half bruise, and he's missed three games. Ooh, Wentz has man, played Jimmy. better. Wentz has actually kind of settled down here. Um, I'm picking Indy. Yeah, I'm going to go Indy as well just because, yeah. Jimmy's kind of on, like, the list of, like, uh, do I go near that guy? Like, calf bruise. Really? That's pulling you out of a game? Well, hey, we forget about this. You know, I think if if Cam was struggling, if, say if Cam Newton was still the starter in New England. Oh, and Matt, my goodness. Grand Slam Schwarber. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> this is not real. This, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. 430 Un- feet to right field. Unbelievable. <laughs> See, this is bad, Christian, though, because we're gonna we're gonna get to the end of the show and go sit down to watch and just painfully watch a lead bleed away. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Uh, 
It's almost worth doing the show for another three hours. Just live. Let's just watch the game and, and talk about it live. Um, anyway, uh, blah, 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 blah. Next game, we had Indy at San Fran. Uh, both took Indy. Next. New Orleans at Seattle. Man. Seattle. What a rough season now for them. Yeah. Lot, that's, that's a disappointment. They could have won that game yesterday. They could have won that game. They're not going anywhere with Geno Smith, though. I know he's played decent. Yeah, but they're gonna sign Cam Newton, and go to the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, that's what I was. That's what I was. That's what I was saying before the the Grand Slam. There, if Cam Newton were still here, and you thought like, "Hey, Mac Mac Jones is just in mothballs, and we haven't seen him yet," would you want Jimmy Garoppolo back at this point? What we kind of have seen? No, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. I think at this point, he's kind of is what he is. I and he may get a job. Here's the question. Does Jimmy Garoppolo get a starting job? If, say, the Niners cut him next year, does he get a starting job somewhere? I don't know. I think he probably does because there's a lot of sucky quarterbacks out there. But I don't. Are there, though? But, there are, but there's a lot of teams who have sucky quarterbacks that they drafted and are trying to make work out. I just, yeah, I just. Look, I'm not one to. Maybe Detroit. Somebody. Maybe Detroit gets rid of, gets rid of golf. And so they just bring in Garoppolo as a stopgap. Or, yeah. or 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 if you know Atlanta loses Matt Ryan, right? And they're just like, hey, we just need a guy who's a starter to come in here and help he, us. Beat. He could play in Chicago, but they have Fields. I don't, I don't know. But here's the thing. Here's the problem with Jimmy. Like, look, you're asking me to question someone's toughness. I'm a baby, but at the same time, <laughs> like, at, at the same time, Jimmy G gets an eyelash and he's out for two weeks. So it's like, what what are we doing here? I I don't know what to how much to read into it. Yeah. Uh, Colin points out in the comment section, Cam Newton got vaccinated. That yes, he, he is. Go figure. Sat on the street for like five weeks yeah. and nobody even gave him a phone call. Vaccinated and hey, a few teams pick up the phone. So imagine that. Go figure. New Orleans at Seattle. Ugh, I got to pick New Orleans. I don't like it. I think this is probably going to be a crappy game. Most Seahawks games, it'll probably be wacky. There'll be like three safeties in this game. Something absurd. Um, but I'm picking New Orleans. Yeah. I hate to go the same all this week, but like I just got to go Saints. I just if it's Geno Smith, I just can't. Like, not that the other guy is great either, but the Saints have won games that they probably shouldn't have. So who, I don't who thought coming into the you know if you you looked at the schedule, you said, "Hey, Saints versus Seahawks, the matchup of Jameis Winston and Geno Smith." <laughs> no thanks. Next, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That is it? That is Wait. It. So New Orleans, Seattle is the Monday night game? Yes, sir. Oh, brutal. So we'll be able Wait. to we'll be able to... hold the phone. Let me make sure I got this right. Yeah, it is the Monday night game. Okay. okay. So that's that's gonna we'll be able to break that one down a little bit um uh as we as we're on the air next week. Uh currently on the air, we didn't even really discuss it much, but uh the Buffalo Bills are at the Tennessee Titans right now and the Bills lead Three nothing in that game, uh, early in the second quarter. So that's actually a tight game. Uh, this is a again. This is another. I know the Bills had a big boy game, you know, against KC. Uh, this is a this is another big boy game for them. You know, you want to ride high and keep going. You got to beat a team like the Titans, right in their building. If you're if you're Super Bowl contenders, you win win this game. Um, yep. And at least they're up three nothing. But hey, that's probably going to be a rock fight. So. Uh, that is going to do it for the show. Christian, a quick check of the Red Sox score here before we sign off. And we should probably check Twitter for any other random breaking news. 
that could happen. Uh, like has happened in so many uh, weeks past, uh, I don't think anything uh, is really uh, breaking, other than the fact that the Red Sox are breaking the ball out of the field. Yeah, Kike got another hit, 6 nothing. Oh, cool. my gosh. All right, well, well, we're going to go enjoy that. Uh, Thank you, everybody, who jumped in with us live here in the comments of the live streams. We are live every Monday starting at 7.30 on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitter. You can obviously join us every Monday in the live stream with your thoughts and comments. And if you're one of our podcast listeners, you can find us on Sounder FM or wherever podcasts are found and where you like to get your podcasts. And you can reach us. Actually, let's just check the mailbag real quick. Since we don't want to leave any of our podcast listeners hanging, the360sportshow at gmail.com is how you can reach us uh, if you're one of our podcast listeners. And we will effort this, hopefully, if my phone decides to cooperate. We have a message, but it may not be. uh, Yeah, this is. Oh, hold on. Here we go. We actually do. I think this is. Vinny. Let's see. (laughs) Uh, We have an email. This is from Vincent. We've been trying to reach you concerning your vehicle's extended warranty. You should have received a notice in the mail about your car's extended warranty eligibility. Since we've gotten (laughs) not gotten a response, we're giving you a final courtesy call before we close out your file. Press 2 to be removed and placed on our Do Not Call list. Speak to someone about possibly extending or reinstating your vehicle's warranty. Press 1 to speak with a warranty specialist. I know this is uh, this is uh, junk spam mail because I drive a 98 Camry. That warranty, long gone. You ain't fooling me. Ain't fooling me. Anyway, this is just good to know somebody is out there and listening. They wanted to email the show. So if you... It, uh, that's a good laugh. That was funny. Vinny's going to get a chuckle when he listens to the podcast and knows that I read that out about on the air. So... Uh, grazie mille, Vincenzo, uh, for, for doing that. So, But if you have serious thoughts or questions, you can email the show, and we will get to them uh, at the end. So, Anyway, that's going to do it for us here. I'm Andy Bazzelli. He's Christian Laubert. We're going to go watch the Red Sox, and we're going to sweat through uh, a big lead, maybe getting whittled away. They will be playing next week. I'm with you, Christian. They're playing next week. Let's go. Let's go.